0: All right, all
1: right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, bringing it on a Thursday. appreciate Mark stepping in for me the last two days as I had some engagements I had to take care of. But uh, back in here with you today, fired up. We're brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. You'll see him on US 165 North. And Monroe, 318-345-4545. You want to join in on the discussion? Uh, with a pithy comment and or text, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, The Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline, that's eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. John Tabor, top
2: of the morning to you. Hello, gentlemen.
1: T- T- Tabor is excited.
2: You can hear the excitement in his voice. Well, he's been up since 3.30 or 4 this morning. I, I mean, think, Tabor uh... sleeps. I don't. I think there may be a man if whoever sleeps less than Donald Trump, it may be John Tabor. But I will say this. He is uh, he could do this in his sleep. He's so good at it. Um, I th- I think you're not supposed to end a sentence with a preposition. But anyway, he is uh there's that education, number one, folks. There's that yeah. Well listen, if anybody uh, the Simsboro Flash will uh, will show up he may—I mean, I don't know—he may get about five or six on a good day, but uh, John is uh, pretty darn consistent. Better than uh, better than his Cubs this year. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit disappointed about that, but—but
1: but you got last year.
2: You got last year, and I'm uh, going to voice a little concern out here, Terry. I mean, you've got an old man with a bag beating you into the studio. Uh, I think you've lost a step or two. I don't know whether that's—you making me a little nervous? Timing, there. Jamie. Timing. 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 Yeah. Well, you—I mean, you. Timing. You know, I'm out of. I, I, you do know that if uh, if you don't show up, I can't get into the studio. So well, Dietrich
1: and uh, your boys in here.
2: Well, yeah, but Jake. what if what if they decide to take a hiatus like you do all the time? And Then I'm, you know, what I'm stuck.
1: Dietrich, who spends more time in Mexico than the president of Mexico takes a hiatus. Well, no. here's a,
2: do you see who he goes to Mexico with? Yes. So I understand why he likes to go to Mexico. Um, yes, I think he he. Uh, if you ever get a chance, I mean, you'd go to Mexico. I mean, if there was a recruit down there, I, you're, you know, I mean, you, t- you're, you, and your passport, your green card, you're gone. You're I mean, gonna, you're
1: gonna like this. True story. One time, I recruited a kid in San Antonio. Yes. Six ten kid, my hand on a Bible. His name was Juan Valdez.
2: <laughs> well, see, <laughs> and no, no. And there's more why the, does that not surprise there's me? There's more
1: to the story, though. Well, Juan. Juan Valdez was his name, and <laughs> you know, of course, all the jokes about the, yeah. and so. The kid's 6'10". Yeah. So i walk into his house, and his parents spoke a little English, not tremendous, uh, not tremendously versatile in the language, but enough where we could communicate, and I knew just enough Spanish to probably make them mad. The interesting thing, the, the kid's 6'10", his mom is about 5'2", his dad might be 5'4", and he's 6'10". Uh, yeah, mm. don't even go there. Mm. I'm just like... Okay, it's you know it's like when you're in kindergarten they give you a picture of like three sailboats and a horse. Yes. And you pick the one that doesn't belong in that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Juan so, Valdez.
2: Uh, did you Did you land Juan? No, we did not land Juan. You did not land Juan. Um, went to UT San Antonio. Uh well, yeah, that's it's what it is. hard
1: to get Juan Valdez out of San Antonio it's, it's when tough, UT
2: San Antonio was after him. It's tough to pull a Juan out of San Antonio, but, but uh, uh, Juan Valdez. Nice you gave us the kid. old college try. Oh,
1: no, absolutely. We went after him, and uh, yeah pretty interesting things out there. Look, Sp- I, like, I want to kind of get into this a little bit. Uh, we'll stay on the basketball thing. You know, And you know, we talked about LeVar Ball walking off the court, pulling his kids off. Well, we had another situation in Kansas. And I just can't wait for high school. I might do that this year. You know, if you get behind, forget it. Just take them off the court. We're, we quit. No, we don't quit. We're just not going to play anymore. Uh, this happened in Kansas there was a, um, a huge, the M-A-Y-B, which is the Mid-America Youth Basketball, which is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the Nike or Adidas, but in the middle part of the country, this is a huge, huge circuit in, uh, in AAU basketball. So anyway, uh, with six minutes to go in the national semifinals, a team that featured, uh, the kid's name is Bowl Bowl. You remember Manute Bowl? Yes. To play in the NBA. Yes. Just- Oh. seven foot seven we has a son that's like a really really good player and obviously very tall like his dad uh Bow Bow's team ball Bow bow bol whatever his name is is uh is getting beat and the coach of that team who had just gotten his second technical mm-hmm. oh by the way the team had been whistled for six technical fouls throughout the game uh not a, a happy p- not a happy bunch not a happy bunch hmm. but before they could shoot the free throws the Bow Bow team said you know what we're out of here. Shook hands and left. Quit with six minutes to go in the game. And the head coach, uh, a gentleman named Monty Harrison, who uh, apparently has uh, more technicals than he does underwear, uh, was interviewed after the game. He goes, the officiating was the problem the entire weekend. Here, here's the quote. We felt like it was downright disrespectful the way the refs were treating us this week. Who calls six technical fouls in a game? That's crazy to be giving out that many texts to kids. And when one, of our ref- when one of the refs told one of our guys, hey, shut the hell up and play, who does that? Well, how about a referee that's tired of you complaining the entire game and said, hey, guys, we're supposed to play the game here. Why don't you play the game?
2: How about every NBA game?
1: Oh, my God. I'm sure
2: a referee and a player has that exchange, or a player and a coach has that change.
1: Well, and then he goes further. He goes, well, the whole weekend we had referees coming up asking about bowl. It's like they were more worried about who he is than being professional and ref in the game. I know it's exciting to see these type of players, and we have some of the top kids in the country, but we didn't bring our team down here just to be disrespected. Same thing happened last year. Uh, Well, I'll
2: just take my ball and go home.
1: Take bowl, bowl, and the ball. Bowl, bowl, and and the ball home. uh, So the Central
2: Kansas Elite –
1: uh, coach is a guy named Clint Kinnaman. I don't know him. Uh, he is well, he's a high school coach, so they, they're high school guys doing it. He goes, look, I've coached a lot of games. I've never seen anybody do that before. Um, honestly, the amount of disrespect their kids and their coach showed toward the officials was just wrong on so many levels. Uh, and, and so here's the coach again, Harrison, who this guy should be banned for life, by the way. Uh, I wasn't pulling him off because we were losing. Uh-huh. The other team played a hell of a game, but there were still six minutes left. We had plenty of time. I don't teach my kids to be disrespectful, six technicals. We don't do things like that in our program. But when you give respect and we don't receive it in return, that's not what we're about. Hmm. Uh, we came down here to compete and have fun. This is the last
2: summer, and I hate this has happened. Um, no, he yeah. doesn't. No, he doesn't. He, um. gee, you know, we can, we can long – Uh, This in with the uh, Virginia softball team um, as as, uh, Uh, they at least won. They won. Yeah, Sportsmanship of the Year awards. Um, But again, I think uh, at this point, does, you know, this is becoming, uh, if LeVar Ball hadn't done it, do you think he'd have done it?
1: Uh, Probably not. I don't think this is going to be, you're going to see this this year. Six technicals, what was he still doing on the floor? Well, the team had six technicals. Okay, so that was his second, so he's ejected after.
2: So I gotta ask him as a coach, what's he doing, allowing his kids to accumulate they were six technicals? Disrespected by the officials, you know, like they called a foul on me and it wasn't a foul. You and I disrespect each other every day, so why does that, and we get disrespected by other people? What is that? Because everybody's a dang victim, Jamie. Apparently so. Everybody is a victim. It's
1: not that we're getting beat; it is we're getting beat. It's the officials are there bad officials? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are bad officials. As a general rule here, and this is an Uncle T's word to the wise, the officials at your game are usually pretty much the same level as the players and the coaches. You know, we as, ha- a, as a
2: general rule. We are quickly becoming a, uh, I don't want to clean this up, we are co- quickly becoming a country of candy behinds because do you think when uh, the Germans were kicking us in a couple... Of, uh, you know, I think we're going to hang it up. I think we're going to go the other way. We're quitting. We're quitting. They're disrespecting us. Or in Vietnam. You know what? Uh, you know, I just don't like that Agent Orange coming our way. I think we're going to head head the opposite direction. Maybe we should surrender to North Korea. Yeah, I think we... Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Let's just wave the white flag Actually, right now. Actually, let's just give them California. Yeah. And we'll call it even. Well, if Jerry, if Jerry Brown has a way probably we would. But I think at this point, um, this is... This is going against the grain of what we stand for. I'm sorry, it is just we have become such an entitlement and a weak, limp wristed society. Nothing against people with limp wrist. Occasionally, I've had one myself, but that is just. <laughs> I'm not even that's. That. That's just a situation where, you know, it doesn't speak well of what sports is supposed to be promoting, encouraging what it stands for. Uh, I know. None of your teams, even as – well, first of all, I'd like you to know what you did with the players that got accumulated six technicals, but uh, it wouldn't be a good practice the next day for them. But what what is this teaching, Terry? What what exactly – Lavar Ball alone, I think the fact that he's gotten so much traction. You the can, LeVar factor. Yes. Why is this man the spokesman for basketball right now just as absolutely blows me away? I don't understand because why.
1: Because people – Jamie, you don't lose anymore you're disrespected you are everything is so personal these days everything is personal this situation here you and look here's the deal you have officials throughout the summer and this is basketball Throughout the summer, they're trying to get to different levels as officials, much like coaches or players. Sure, you have the junior college level, the high school level, Division One. And, and you know, if you're a Division One level, your guy, you know, a lot of times those guys will work different conferences. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it used to be, the Southland would work the Big Twelve. The officials typically would have contracts in the Southland conference, and they'd also work Big Twelve games, and so they would stagger those games. So you know, officials are wanting to call as many as they can. We dealt with in the old Trans-America, we had a lot of SEC officials. Mm-hmm. But they would work the Trans- And, and so different officials work different leagues. Right. And you get contracts from different leagues. So at these premier events like the Adidas shootout, the Nike stuff, this MAYB in Kansas, you have some of the better officials trying to move up. right? And so they're being evaluated. So you have pretty good officials. And you got to understand this. These guys have dealt with college coaches pretty much all year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one thing if Bob Huggins is yelling at you, or questioning things. It's another thing from Fred from the tire shop is Mm -hmm. is questioning whether your parents were married before you were born. It's a whole other deal. And so most of the AAU guys don't have control of their kids. Some do. And and AAU is funny. You have really good ones or you have really bad ones. Not a whole lot in between. Mm -hmm. I know some really good ones. Uh, The overwhelming number I know are complete idiots. And and every college coach knows that. They're not going to tell them that because they need them, but they know. Uh, at any rate, all of a sudden the kids start being disrespectful. Uh, they get mad. They get victimized. And these guys miss calls. They do. Just like they do in the NBA or the NFL or any other th- thing that they do.
2: Yeah, not, as long as there's human But now it's, you don't happens. like
1: me because, insert the blank here. You know, Kansas, and, and I, one of my former assistants chimed in on it, and he's right, you know, you feel like when you go there, all these out-of-state teams, that the deck is stacked against you. And, and to some case, it is. It's at every. It's at home everywhere. Rate if you go play in Jackson, Mississippi today, and they're going to have officials from Jackson, you're going to feel like, hey, you know, these guys are favoring the Jackson, Mississippi team, and they may be. You still got to go figure out how to win games. There's, uh, you know, and people make so many excuses now. You can tell these kids, and the coach can tell the parents, hey, look, we didn't get beat, we got cheated. Everybody wants to be in on that. I told you I got fix. I got accused of fixing a uh, seven year old game a couple years ago on Facebook. Uh, parent, like, yeah, you, you you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah it, it was it a was seven good.
2: year old game. Yeah. I mean, get, that's what my life has come to. Whoa, when when you're getting bent out of shape, Teddy needs a new Mercedes because you think your seven <laughs> year old is getting cheated. You need to go seek professional help. They did,
1: and so then I embarrassed my daughter. I'll tell you this before the break. So my wife texts me, and she tells me this thing is on Facebook. Somebody's throwing shade at you. On oh Facebook. no, it's like Coach Harper seeing that they're they're cheating this game and they're fixing the game. And she goes, What should you do? Like it and retweet it. So I did. I, retweet, I loved it. It was great. And so I saw this family. Like about a week later, I was eating uh, lunch with my daughter at uh, at actually the waterfront. She was a senior yeah. in high school, and and you I'm like, just
2: I, couldn't help yourself. Could no, it. I
1: couldn't. Like, hey, that's the people that accuse me of cheat. Uh, you know, fixing the game, Alan. No. She's like, just just leave me alone. You're like, you know, I can't, right? Let <laughs> it, <laughs> I just let, let it go, Dad. I, I, no, no, I could, I could <laughs> And she knew it. She's like, oh my dear. And She goes, just don't embarrass me. I'm like, I'm not. And so I went up to uh, – it was, it was a guy and his wife. Yeah, they're probably really good people, and they probably had no idea that I knew, but they, they soon found out that I did. Did you did know? I went up and talked to them like they were my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. How you doing? How, how is the – boy, your son really played well this year. Did you like the season?
2: How about that officiating?
1: No, no, I made them talk to me for five minutes. What was the expression on their face when you – They were dumbstruck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think they were waiting for me to be mad. But I was just so over-the-top nice to them, and, I, and they had no idea. And my daughter's just over there just like, oh, dear God, well, that's my dad.
2: Yeah, well, you try you, taking your 90-year-old you, mom out for, for, for lunch. It's, uh, it's interesting what she's going to say. Well,
1: when we come back, we're going to get into uh, bad reputations and how people are marketing those now. And we are promoting horrific values. But you know what? It does sell. And you're going to see an NBA, NFL a little promo uh, by a major corporation. And as Joan Jett says, they don't care about their bad reputation. You'll see ESPN 97.7. Terry Walder, Jamie Foxx. Segment brought to you by Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Back on Momento, ESPN.
0: Put the power and comfort of Lincoln in your hands with spectacular deals from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln. Get 4,000 customer cash back on new 2017 Navigators plus 0% financing for 72 months with approved credit. And that's in addition to the big J. Mallard discounts. Or see their selection of certified pre owned Lincolns with factory warranties up to 100,000 miles. Your Lincoln is waiting at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Visit jmallardford.com. On a big
1: truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today.
0: Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe.
3: Call 324-1411. If you could talk to your animal when they say, (coughs) They're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345 4545. Hey, this is Sean Fox, sports director here at ESPN 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad. But we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the Sports Company, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, ESPN 97.7.
0: Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the edge on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back
1: in ESPN 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, second segment here on Thursday, the 10th day of August, 2017. Thank you for joining and spending a little part of your morning with us. This segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. 318-342-1411, Senor Roberto Manning. I don't know how you, it, it it's lawn.
2: amazing how you, sometimes you really surprise me.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't remember what I had for dinner last night, but yeah. I can remember all. Uh, speaking of such, and, and here, I'm going to get the get off my grass, uh, get off my lawn type deal. Um, if I tell you, let's play word association. Okay. okay. And I want you to come up with the first word that comes to your mind. Granted, we're a family show here. So. Right,
2: okay, I will. Uh, I, I, I know the parameters.
1: Okay, so if I say, uh, for example, Drew Brees.
2: Uh, intelligent. Okay, Uh, Michael Jordan. Um, legendary. Babe Ruth. Um, I'll say, uh, consistent. Okay, so so we get the idea,
1: right? right. You you just you just a quick word association. So if I say uh, Ndamukong Sue, what would you say? Immediately comes to mind dirty. Okay. Uh, Demarcus Cousins? Uh, Immature. Okay. So we got dirty and we got immature, right? Right. Well, our friends at Foot Locker, by the way, Foot Locker is probably not going to be a sponsor for us after I roast them here. Uh, N- Ndamukong Sue, who has been voted by his peers, not by the sports media guys, not by anybody, by the people in the NFL he plays with and against, is the dirtiest player in football. And, and uh, Conrad Dober's going, that dude's dirty.
2: So I wasn't the first one to the dance on
1: that one. No, no. He, and he's well deserved reputation as being a Correct. dirty player. Demarcus Cousins, immature, petulant, very talented, very talented. but difficult to deal with. Both of them difficult to deal with. Yes. And, uh, I mean, Dennis Rodman is going, man, there's some bad behavior there. You know, there really is. Well, uh, in light of everybody's a victim, Foot Locker has come up with a it. new commercial with uh, Nomkin Sue and DeMarcus Cousins. And they're basically uh, comparing, talking to each other, saying, hey, we get a bad reputation. It's not us. It's everybody else. And so they show them. And there is, uh, there's a lady that's, like, bent over to pick her groceries up. They come by and kick her groceries over, not even paying any attention. Uh, they keep on. There's a dude on crutches. Uh, I think it was DeMarcus Cousins that kicks the crutch out from under him. And the steps on his, le- his broken leg already. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: And then they're getting in an elevator, and there's this elderly lady with a walker that's, like, trying to get him to hold the elevator, and it, like, closes, basically, in her face. And the title... Of the spot uh, for uh, Footlocker is make an impression. You know, you wonder Locker is a multi zillion dollar company. You know, you wonder when they do marketing research, when they do uh, you know you, you, you run pilot studies, you have focus groups. What part? You know, so the the guys are making fun of their of their well deserved petulant childish albeit very talented reputations and so now Foot Locker's capitalizing on that on making an impression. I would suggest to you, Jamie Foxx, sometimes impressions uh, are not good.
2: No, you know, I I guess they could have gone either one or two ways. They could have shown them as, you know, as choir boys and helping little old ladies across the street and things like that. Um, But they chose to, you know, go their reputations. and, And of course. I'm sure Indomitian Sue and and Cousins don't care because they know the check's going to clear. Um, You know, I think at some point, you know, we kid a lot, Terry, but I think, you know, I do care about my reputation. I think you do too. Um, You know, sometimes we probably don't do a lot to enhance it, Um, but it is important because we represent ESPN 97.7, so... You know, we want to be known as, as good representatives of our employer, even out in public, even when we're not on on the air, you know, even though a lot of, a lot of people know us. That's okay. We know that. Um, and we're okay with that. Um, we, I do think sometimes they could go, they could have gone one or two ways. I think the only problem is right now, Terry, there's, uh, is you see bad behavior so rewarded. Celebrated. Celebrated. This idiot
1: that pulled his kids off the floor in Kansas after getting six technical fouls with a team is going to be celebrated. The little girls who – and I got into an argument with a friend of mine the other day. The little girls who gave uh, the bird Mm -hmm. on the Snapchat photo – oh, by the way, do you realize that was before the game? I didn't realize that. I did not.
2: Not afterwards, but before.
1: And it said, look out host. It was before the game. They put that up on Snapchat. And so, the Little League rightfully so says, look, it, it's, you know, to play the game, you have to adhere to these standards of our organization.
2: So, the Little League obviously didn't know that they did that before the, before game, the game, and they probably no, wouldn't have let them take the field.
1: Uh, you know, Maybe. they probably would let them take the field, but then, you know, pending an action, and, right. and, you, and you wait and say, what if there had been an ineligible player? Would they have made them forfeit? Yes had there been uh, a fight or something that they instigated where they made them forfeit the game yes you know flipping the bird having six of six or what was it six of the 11 or 12 members of your team
2: mm-hmm.
1: given the bird and they're 12 and 13 years old can't do it uh and they're not well they should and the coach was it was a travesty you know what was a travesty is lack of direct. Uh, you know kids do stupid things Jamie i get that but they got to be taught there are consequences. Well, it was just we spent so much money. Well, whether you spend a million dollars or a penny, it's still the same value that Little League is trying to teach and has taught for a very, very, very long time time
2: and what does it say about the parents when they get off the plane in Virginia they're given a hero's welcome because the kids are victims now no they're not
1: you know it's like the the kids out of Chicago
2: the Jackie Robinson
1: uh, Little League team from a couple years ago that did really well Mm -hmm. and they were turned in find come to find out they had kids from all over the city playing and you have to be in a certain zone to play well they were just blatantly uh, it was blatantly illegal blatantly illegal but the kids are the victims. Well, why should we penalize these
2: other kids? Why should we penalize the two kids that live in our district just because we have nine that don't? Anytime the NCAA hands down a penalty, you could make the argument that the kids on the current team are paying for past transgressions. You could say that the every time. The school
1: is paying for the it. The
2: school and the and – the, you're right. And the current players on the team Look at are Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll bailed
1: before all the stuff came down at USC. Right. Uh, Chip Kelly bailed before all the stuff came down at you at uh Oregon. at Oregon and the list goes on and on and on and on the kids at Baylor right now that had nothing to do with that you want to talk about a travesty that's a travesty the kids at Baylor that had nothing to do with all that they're paying that price the Ole miss kids right now that had nothing to do with uh, a lot from what i'm reading all the things that went on that's who's paying the price for that
2: but let's look at maybe one of the worst, Penn State. Don't even They're get me already started. Back. They're already—that's why I said it because Don't I knew even I'd get like to be started views. on that. That's a, the fact you, that they, how do you
1: ever penalize anybody for anything when you tell them, okay, one year is enough?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, North uh, Carolina's
1: going. Look at Penn State.
2: Exactly. That's what. <laughs> look you Look at can Penn do.
1: State. Yeah. And the NCAA, well, g- give me the nickel state on the phone. We're going to penalize them.
2: Yes, yes, that's the, and that's the running joke with the NCAA. Yeah, the Eastern Kentucky phone number? Yes. I mean, you know, they're so mad that North Carolina that uh, – uh, Appalachia, no, or who is it, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina will be even, you know three years probation. You're dang right. <laughs> it's crazy. Hypocrites, good grief. Look at the – anyway, it's well, – well, Josh Norman
1: came out with it, and I'm not a big Josh Norman fan, but I think he does have a very valid point. The NFL, you know how Josh Norman will do his bow and arrow – uh celebration yeah the nfl has now banned that and josh norman goes look you've banned the nfl you can have the muskets firing you can have the cannon shooting Mm -hmm. you can have the swords but if a guy has a fake bow and arrow and shoots it up in the air that's no good we got to draw the line somewhere
2: or we're going to have chaos. I'm talking about cats and dogs living together. I'm doing a little
1: Ghostbusters
2: routine there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's a point in time where, you know, from when the sublime goes to the ridiculous, and this is uh, this is certainly the case with uh, both the NCAA and some of these things that are coming down. But I, at, at this point, uh, obviously, we fall on the side of the, the Little League in this and sending the Virginia girls home.
1: Look, I, you, you feel bad about this for the kids that didn't do it. But what a great – I mean – a lesson in life, you know, and, and, I, and I tell my two sons this and my daughter, for that matter, all the time. Sometimes as an adult, you've got to take responsibility for stuff you didn't do. Yep. It happened either, A, under your watch, B, in part of an organization or group you were with, and you might not have had anything to do with it, but you're held accountable for that. Is it fair? No. But it's life. So you can either take your ball and go home, like my friend out of uh, Kansas, we're 10 down, we're out of here. We're being disrespected because the other team is better than we are. We got NBA guys we shouldn't be losing. You can take your ball and go home, or you can say, you know what, we're going to finish it. And here's – you know who got disrespected out of the whole deal, Jamie Foxx? The other team they were playing. Mm-hmm. But that is a good satisfactory, uh, satisfying feeling, though, when you make somebody quit. You make another team, another coach quit – that you, is... Uh, that you've is, succeeded. You've succeeded. You just, you got that feeling inside like, yep, I got him. You're listening to ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Jamie, you were aptly described by a very good friend of mine as the Alan Iverson of talk radio.
0: Practice? We're talking about practice. Radio.
1: At any rate, you're listening to ESPN 97.7. I may be taller than Alan
2: Iverson. I'm not sure.
1: You may be. I bet he's got $300 more than you do.
2: Probably does. Listen to ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter. Alan Everybody's Iverson. got more than $300 than
1: I do. Segment sponsored by our friends at Spa Treat yourself, treat others, treat your friends. Gifts package Spa 318 807 1060. Spa Novell in Monroe. Back in a minute. for generations and still today parents trust h michael sports to gear kids up for youth football and soccer all-star football helmets 49.99 champ pro integrated football pants extra small to husky 17.99 shin guards to soccer balls cleats for football or soccer good sports know if it's on the field it's in the store nike under armor russell adidas head to toe everything they need is at h michael sports still on forsyth still local h michael sports the 42nd Annual Pinecone Invitational will be held September 2nd through the 4th at Calvert Crossing Golf Club. The Pinecone is a pre flighted four ball golf tournament you will not want to miss. Your entry fee includes tea gifts, food and drinks each day, cash prizes, three rounds of tournament golf, and a practice round. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Call Calvert Crossing Golf Club today to sign up. 397 0064.
0: Hi, Kevin from Hitech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook.
3: Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've
2: been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online at ESPN977.com. Wake up. Join us this Saturday.
0: It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on ESPN
3: 97.7.
0: How does it feel? You're officially living on The Edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN. Le- edge
1: 97.7, Terry Waldrop. Uh, Alan Iverson, also known as Puff Daddy, Jamie Foxx. Rolling here, I'm starting to warm up to Puffy. I didn't like that for a long time. I'm starting to kind of warm up to that now.
2: Why? Because I look a little puffy these days, or, no, I'm or
1: just I'm just sort of kind of. You know, all right, I'm, I'm going to give you that. But okay. I, I, well,
2: I, I can't escape it. Apparently, I mean, it's been, it's been, you know, it's like it's like trying to dodge a dodgeball. I can't, I can't get away from it. I think it's hung on. Even, you know, everybody calls me puff. Daddy. I don't, I don't even, people don't even know me as my real name anymore. It's, it's, it's puff daddy. So yeah, puff, puff, I Puffy, guess it could be worse. I mean, you Puffy know, works. You, 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 and I have been, been called worse.
1: Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be called worse later today. Um, Joshua, speaking of somebody being called worse, uh, Josh Rosen, the, um, mm-hmm. uh, mentioned us, uh, you, am sorry, UCLA quarterback, uh, Affectionately known by yours truly as Dirk Diggler, yes. if you know who Dirk Diggler is, Google Boogie Nights. Uh, Dirk Diggler threw some shade at Alabama and Clemson the other day by calling out Clemson and Alabama's academic merits.
2: Well, I think it was a it was somewhat of a blanket statement, but it, it looked at in the in the bigger scheme of things, I think he's basically he was saying perhaps and of course I can promise you Alabama was very sensitive to it and it was covered but he is to speaking to the terms of yes and of course this goes into to what Mark and I went into some depth about I mean if you're Stanford Rice TCU you're would you not Notre Dame would you not say your talent pool is significantly smaller once the admission office goes through your list of recruits
1: do you really think if Notre Dame really wants somebody and they're going to be eligible by NCAA standards and Notre Dame think they can keep them eligible, that Brian Kelly, whose pants are ablaze right now, is not going into the admission office or the athletic – better yet, it's going from the athletic director or the vice president or the chancellor going, hey, put dude in school
0: now.
2: I do know about selective admissions, um, but I would say that uh, Brian Kelly, even as desperate as he is now, would you say maybe you'll have 10 at Georgia – you may have five at Notre Dame. Would that be a fair statement no. that you can't bring in the, the same numbers of selective admittees uh, yeah. as a as a SEC school as an Alabama or an LSU? Would you uh, say that as, at as Rice Notre Dame?
1: Or? Uh again, Rice. Right, but you're dealing. You know, Rice and Notre Dame are different animals in the sense that Rice is non-power five. Okay, Notre Dame, Power Five, expected to contend. I mean, there's no more delusional fan base than Notre Dame out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're they're just, I mean, way out there. They've
2: lost the touch with and, reality.
1: But you know, and, and arguably, Wisconsin in the last twenty years has been a better program than Notre Dame. If you look at bowl performances, guys to the NFL success, Notre Dame is Notre Dame is like the girl that used to be the nine and a half, and now she's like a six and a half, and still thinks she's a nine. Uh, And that's – but she's aging. But, yeah, is Notre Dame going to get less – is their academic rigor going to be more difficult than Alabama or LSU? Yes. Is it going to be more difficult than Wisconsin? Yes. Uh, Private schools, academic private schools, Stanford? Yes. Notre Dame, Uh Wake Forest to a lesser extent, Vanderbilt I think fits into that role. The Power 5 big players and and Wake Forest is not a player in the Power 5. They're just in the They got invited to the party because they live next door to the real cool kids. Right. That's how Wake
2: Forest got in. But it's a it's a tough school academically. Rigid it's, a very, rigid. it's a
1: good school, a very good school academically. But private schools by definition are more academically imposing than state schools by design. Correct. Right? And so is it more difficult to get out of Notre Dame that, than it would be some st- – absolutely. There's no question about that. But you also have resources. You have a lot of things that a lot of these state schools don't – the poorer state schools, especially non-Power 5s, don't have from a, a stable of tutors. Uh, if the kid can do it at all, they're going to help them get through that, which you and I did not have, mm-hmm. and most kids do not. And so for Josh Rose – and I'm actually going to take up for him a little bit here – God knows I can't believe I'm doing this. His quote was this. There are guys who have no business in school. They're here because the path is to the NFL. There's no other way. Oh, my God. I can't believe he said that. Why? Because it's true.
2: I give him kudos for speaking speaking the truth, absolutely. Uh,
1: Then he goes, then there's the other side that says raise the SAT eligibility requirements. Okay, raise the SAT requirement at Alabama and see what type of team they have. You lose athletes, and then the product on the field suffers. And this is not Josh Rosen, but I'll, I'll complete his statement. The product on the field suffers. You're not as good. You don't win as many games. Revenue goes down, and all of a sudden you are, you know,
2: Irrelevant. And you're the president of Alabama, and you got 102 on any given Saturday. You got 102,000 seats to fill.
1: Alabama's went up 17,000 students since Nick Saban took over.
2: Yes, and I was do there. the math on that one. I I actually had a long conversation with uh, the ex uh, University of Alabama alumni, and he told me straight out they were going to a, uh, I guess you'd call it attraction marketing, student recruitment. They were going out of state as heavy as they could. Uh, When I was living there, Alabama was probably around 18,000. Now it's 37,000 students. Uh, And a bunch of them, 53% of them are from out of state. 53% of the Alabama student body comes from outside of the state of Alabama. business
1: benefits from that in Alabama. Industry benefits from that. You have a a brain increase in Mm -hmm. power from from collegiate students from elsewhere. So it's a win-win-win all the way around. And so when Josh Rosen talks about this, he goes, you know, if you do, you know, let me give you a hint, Josh, everybody you got at UCLA on the football team, yeah, they're not Rhodes Scholars either, bro. Not at all. Uh, so that that is a arbitrary statement in the fact that, that would it affect people across the board? Yes, Jamie Foxx. It would. Would it affect Notre Dame? Yes. It would affect Notre Dame as well. Yeah. Um, and so people are just, oh, he should worry about football, and you know, even Cordell. What was, uh, what was the Cordell Hayes? I'm not here to play, play no school. He tweeted something pretty. Uh, funny. Cordell Jones, Cordell yeah, Jones, who yeah. graduated from the Ohio State University.
2: It yeah, didn't speak well to what classes Cordell may have been taking. No, I but, disagree uh, with that.
1: I, you know, you so. still got to take, you still have to take the the, the classes. And everybody wants to stereotype athletes. Athletes are very intelligent in a lot of cases. Sometimes they're not. Is, Josh Ro- is Rosen right that there are kids in school strictly to go to the NFL? Or the- Absolutely. There's a ton of them. Are they going to make it? Most will not. Overwhelming majority will not. But, you know, he's throwing shade. At- so all the Alabama pe- I can't imagine Feinbaum. So all the Ala- people, Alabama people are mad. The Clemson people are mad. Uh, everybody's mad because he said that. Folks, it's true, just like it is at UCLA. No, You'd think all the guys that go to Duke, if they didn't play basketball, would just, you know, let me apply and see what happens. Provisional admits, folks. They've been doing it forever. Does it work? Yeah, in most cases it does.
2: Yeah, if you've got a strong academic support system in place. Um, and if you're you LSU success, or North
1: Carolina and you're a power five with all that money and effort. you
2: don't have an academic support system that works, it's on you. I think this speaks, though, Terry. I mean, I want to take up for the universities as a whole here a little bit. To me, this is more of an indictment of our, well, universities refer referred to as higher education. I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, but lower educational levels, secondary such as, I mean, this stuff should be addressed before kids get to junior high. I mean, elementary, junior high, by the time they get to high school, they should be prepared to start at least some college-level courses. Do you agree? I mean, you're going to be going to a Dep- high Depends on the high school, Jamie. You're going to be coaching in a school where academics is stressed, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, most of the kids you're getting, their parents are going to be paying or someone will be paying a lot of money.
1: Oh, their parents are paying a lot. It's a private school. You're going to pay. Because
2: that's where the emphasis is. You're going to correct? pay for that service. That's That, to me, is where, whether it's public or private, Charter or whatever. I mean, th- these things have to. And it, you know, uh, I'll tell you an experience when we when we leave uh, today uh, that I can't bring on the air. I, I saw a kid yesterday, uh, Powder Town. He was taking a drink, and I saw him finish the drink. And I looked in my rearview mirror, and as I left, he chunked it across the boulevard. And I just okay, let it go, let it go. Oh, I bet you came unglued. I did. I turned around. Followed him, I said, "Hey, can I?" And he had his earphones in. And dude, you didn't get shot, did you? I, I, I very well could have. And I said, "Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, why'd you throw that can?" And uh, he didn't didn't respond. Looked at me. And I said, "Why are you littering your own neighborhood?" I said, um, "Don't you think maybe if you do that, a lot of other people?" Will? I said, "By the way, you can get money for that." By the way, it's called recycling. You can get money for aluminum cans, but I said, What's worse is you don't and of course he didn't know who the hell Sentry was. And I said, That's why we can't attract people here. Is because you don't give a damn about the way your neighborhood looks. I said, Now look, I want you to succeed. I want you to be highly successful. I want I'm a, I'm behind you 110%. I said, You're a good looking kid, you got a nice shirt on there. I said, Where's your pride? And he looked at me like I had lost my mind. And he said, I said, do you care? And he shook his head like, no. I said, you need to. Folks, on try this at home. And then he turned around. He said, I'll go pick it up. I said, thanks, man. I, ho- I said, I hope you have a good day. I'm behind you 110%. I mean, I, I, I did criticize him, but I also praised him. He didn't deserve it, but, but I gave it. To, and, you know, it, it was it, when I left, I kind of felt, did he just do that? You know, should I have turned around and given him a couple of dollars? Maybe. Uh, would that have made the impact greater? But that's how bad, in, in a way, Terry, that's how we've become. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody has any pride. You don't have to have the nicest house, the biggest house, the best car. Just keep whatever you got up. Um, you know, it, 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 to me, why I bring this up is because we talked about people – then, then it makes it a lot easier to walk off the floor at a basketball game. It makes well, it a lot easier to, you know, act the way people are acting. We're going to take a break because I, I want to come back to this and I want to get into a little bit
1: more of Josh Rosen's comments and, and maybe the deeper meaning in some of them. I mean, some, you know, and again, I'm not a Josh Rosen fan. A lot of the stuff he comes out there. I mean, Josh, Josh Rosen comes off as the ultimate elitist. He's a country club kid that's never had anything but the very pinnacle of society, and he's a very talented guy, likely to go to the NBA. Very intelligent. Uh, is there some privilege there with him? Yes, and it's almost condescending the way he looks down his nose uh, in a very sizable nose. I can say that because I have one as well. Uh, it, it, it other programs and other people. Did he mean anything by it? I don't know. There's a deeper meaning to some of that, though. We'll get into that when we return. This is ESPN 97.7. This segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. <laughs> tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service my friend dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals it should be yours as well Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North. You can reach out to them at 345-4545, that's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Walder and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644.
0: A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in, a front porch to call ours, a home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen.
3: The West Washita Youth Sports Association registration opens on July 22nd and ends on August the 23rd for football, soccer and cheerleading you can register online at dot com. or check the website for registration dates at the complex cost for football and soccer is $90 and cheerleading is $90 plus uniform um-
0: The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888 993 7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in
1: ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx closing out. The Edge this morning. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Your text, and uh, we've got multiple ones on, on my phone, on InstaMessage, uh, on the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, 888 uh, 993 which you're welcome to join in as well. Uh, if we look at Josh Rosen's statements, when and again, you're understanding, Jamie, this is a guy coming from a state of affluence. Yes. Okay, I'm not making criticism, I'm just giving you facts. He's been a very fortunate young man. All right, if you took, uh, you know, you take DeMarcus Cousins, who's from Alabama, mm-hmm. and you look at the way DeMarcus Cousins, the environment he grew up in, the, uh, the, the the poverty, I don't know if he was like literally just abjectly poor, I think he was, and then you take Josh Rosen, there's some different Johnny Menzel, Steph Curry, I mean, there's some differences with the way we all grow up. I, I get that, right? And... I think sometimes, and Frank Martin had this tweet the other day, the basketball coach of South Carolina, which I thought was absolutely outstanding, and I retweeted this. Frank Martin said that you're not going to change people's political views and ideals online. You're, you're just not. Most people, you're not. They're set in their ways. But what you can do is try to respect the other opinion, uh, person's opinion enough to just listen to it. That's fair enough. Just listen to it without casting judgment on that person, because we're all a little different, but that difference is what makes up our strength. And, and you know, it's a little pie-in-the-sky type stuff, but everything's so personal to us. When you look at Josh Rosen, uh, you know, Josh Rosen probably doesn't have an appreciation for a, a inner-city high school or, or an athlete or a student that's going there. Conversely, the inner-city students have no idea where Josh Rosen's coming from. I used to laugh all the time. You know, if you lived in Hawaii your whole life, the whole world's a beach, Jamie. It is. Well, it is. you don't have a beach. I got a beach. I, I see it every day. And so I, I think just that appreciation of, you know, you might be a little bit different or you might have a different view. Maybe I should listen to it. I don't have to agree with it. You know, it's the same thing on Colin Kaepernick, and we've beaten that thing to death. You know, I can choose to agree, I can disagree. I can do not But you're not going to change people's minds on it and trying to shame people and call them names on either side of that. You know, you got the two trains of thought. Colin Kaepernick's not good enough to play in the NFL. Or uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, we don't like him. Or, or he is good enough, he's being blackballed. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. You know, is he good enough to be in the, on the NFL roster? Yes, but here's the deal. Maybe. Go to work. And, you know, like my daddy used to tell me years ago. Don't talk politics or religion, right? you know, because you're going to make people mad. If you do that at your workplace, I don't care where it's at. If you go, you know, if I go out to St. Frederick later on today and start talking about religion and politics, I'm going to make people mad. And those are private things, or they should be. Uh, If you've noticed on social media, Facebook especially, people that have, are very, very well informed are giving opinions. And people literally that you have to water them like houseplants give opinions.
2: That's really about it. Uh yeah, there really is not a middle ground there. The, the middle ground is just like nah. But
1: but people literally that you you wonder if they have to be watered every day are out there giving political opinions. And then some very sharp people are giving political opinions. Very and true. If you don't know which one you are, let me know and I'll tell you.
2: Um, that's why I try to stay away from it, at least on social media. I number one, I don't think people really care that much. But I wonder what Jamie thinks about this. Well, if I do, I mean, I'm I'm sure it shows through in my daily life. Uh, you know how I feel about some things, but it doesn't. You know how I it, that's just my opinion. Um, it's certainly not shared by everyone, and I understand that. Um, but I I really like your point to this, Terry, about um. Because I was told the same thing. Basically, don't uh, stay away from politics and religion. But I think uh, what I like about Frank Mark- Martin's statement is at least listen. And I think that's the key right now is neither neither side is listening. I'm right. You're wrong, Jamie. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. And then it becomes personalized. Because you don't agree the way I agree, you're stupid, you're racist, you're th- – immediately it becomes a name-calling um, personal attack. No, I just have a difference. We're trying to solve a problem. Do we all want to eradicate poverty? Yes. What's the best way to do it? Two trains of thought on this, Jamie. And I'll
1: throw this out there to you listeners before I get called Dan Levitard again, which I'm still pissed over. Uh, do you listen to people to respond or do you listen to people to try to understand their point of view? Good point. Do you listen just to respond? And I've done that before. I'm guilty of that. You and I are in an argument about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're trying to tell me how the Saints are better. than Whatever the, the deal may be. I'm listening to respond to you to future points. I'm not listening, trying to understand where you're coming from. You're not going to change my mind, probably. But I want to understand
2: where you get your ideas from. Good point. And that's Josh Rosen as well. I mean, here's the thing. Um, he never he has to acknowledge the fact that he grew up a child of privilege and he can't relate to some kids and I can't, you can't. We, I freely admit that my point is how can we make it better? And Josh Rosen is at a point where, uh, he's speaking of the academic. Well, his, from the minute he was born, uh, education was going to be stressed. And that's not his fault. That's not – he grew up – yeah, he was – that doesn't make him a bad person. He was just fortunate. He was in the right gene pool. and um, But I don't think he really sees the big picture from the standpoint of uh, college athletics Jamie, is about right. opportunity. But,
1: Jamie, he's right. There are kids that do – that should not be – in. everybody – here's the here's – the, I'm going to make people mad with this. Everybody – is not a college prospect in terms of just students. Forget athletics. Sure, I agree. There are people making a whole lot of money that are plumbers. That are they make a lot? Go go get an elementary education degree. You've worked for it. Okay, go get that degree, and then go or, or and then the same time a guy's going to you know to be a plumber. In ten years, see who's making more money. In five years, see who's making more money. And I'm just throwing elementary education because my family is a bunch of educators. That's a but be a, a welder. Be uh be something that is is a trade, it's a skill, and we laugh at those things now, and those things are going away. But they they provide great jobs, uh you know construction, uh in specific areas. Uh, be a air you know who's popular in the south in the summer air conditioner repairman. You make a lot of money doing that, and I'll pay good money for a good one. But the the thing is, there are a lot of schools in Louisiana and in the South, and I've recruited God knows how many of them. Those kids are not normally going to be eligible coming out. I had a conversation with a lady the other day. Like, ma'am, by his sophomore year, she has a son that's a pretty good player, uh, kid in Texas that the coach called me and w- he wanted me to talk to the mom. He's trying to talk some sense into her. Like, look, if that school and you don't have a handle on, on your son's academics by the time he finishes his sophomore year and, 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 the, and the academics are bad, He's not going to be eligible because you're not going to, in two years, be able to create uh, and go back and recoup two years of absolute garbage in classes. Well, Uh, you you just can't.
2: Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, at that point, it's too late. That's my point earlier about why we need to start stressing at the elementary and junior high levels to have these kids ready the day they set foot in their freshman year in high school. They've got a good shot. But at the same time, when when you're sending kids home to a crack house, why do we have this perception that we're going to be able to save that? You know, that's going to take an exceptional young person to be able to to get out of come out of that situation and be a success. Jamie,
1: I could take a kid from Last Chance. You Let, mm-hmm. let's take about a kid from the inner city, or, or you know. And the thing about pe- what people don't get: a lot of these rural communities, impoverished rural communities, there's no difference in that in the inner city. Right. go to waterproof Louisiana or, or go to some of these other places that are that are rural impoverished just poverty-stricken areas there's not much difference between the educational value there and, and that of uh, you know in New Orleans and the desire projects in New Orleans are, are closer to closer to home than that and so you take that kid and you put him at uh, oh I don't know put him at you put him at Notre Dame go put him in the classes. Where, okay, here's your first semester classes, uh, advanced algebra, biomechanics, uh, organic chemistry. What That kid has no chance. None. Well, a- and so it's disingenuous for us to think that. But there are more people out there that are just average students that you have to address. Uh, the, the elite kids are going to go to the elite schools. That's fine. But you have a bigger, uh, and that's why I'm a big proponent of the, of the public school system, because they educate the public. And the same thing goes here. Josh Rosen is making a correct statement because a lot of people are using that. They're using entertainment. They're using sports to try to make a bad situation better. And a lot have come out of that. The problem is the people that don't make it, and they put all their hopes and dreams into athletics, and all of a sudden they get hurt, they're not good enough, you name it, because there's a lot more that don't make it than do.
2: We could go on along, but we've got to get out of here. Uh, very good points. Terry, and I think uh, the key I would love to see is somehow some of the smartest people I know never set foot in a college classroom.
1: Well, I'll get out of here with this text. And Larry from Monroe, appreciate the text. Sometimes you meet people like Josh Rosen who come from money and the best of things and think that if you did not come from what environment, their environment or what you have, your life is wrong. But in a huge way, he's right. You have a lot of people that use sports as their way out of a bad situation. You know what? I do appreciate this about Josh Rosen. He spoke his mind. And he opened up a topic that people are communicating with. And, again, going back to Frank Martin, I'm not trying to change people's mind, I, but I think it's good if you could communicate and listen to other people's point of view. Been fun Have today, you Jamie. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. Thanks to our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Our other sponsors, Pie Works Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley, Spadavel, the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox, the sports company, at 3 o'clock. Thanks to all of our techs, the ones that we got to and the ones that we didn't. Until tomorrow, folks, aloha. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.